0: we are called to be preachers of the good news we are called to proclaim the kingdom of god in the world especially within our families today we are confronted with the parable of the sower It is the only parable that Jesus gives the explanation to the parable. And it's quite clear that the word of God, which is the seed, was dispensed generously by the farmer, the sower. He did not consider the type of the soil. He gave every soil type the opportunity. But some produced fruit, others did not. And what Jesus meant was how we are receptive to the Word of God. And people can easily look at the parable with his explanation and have a good meditation on the parable trying to identify which of the soils am I? Am I worried about worldly curse? Am I indifferent to the word of God? Am I an enthusiast of the word but the word cannot last in me? Am I cold? and warm at different times? Or am I the fertile soil that keeps on producing fruit? And even if I think I'm producing fruit, what is the quality of fruit am I producing? Is it a type of fruit that is good for nothing? A type of fruit that is... uh, Uh, infested by worms, a type of fruit that is rotten already, and indeed, any fruit that I think I am bearing that is not motivated by love is no fruit at all. But today, since this parable is so clear, I don't want to focus on it. I want us to look at the possibility of us also being the sower instead of being the soil, the sower who goes out to sow. John Paul II said that we are baptized to proclaim the good news by word and by example, by how we live our lives. So if we are to proclaim the word by deed and by word, like the farmer, we should not be discriminatory. It is not about, I love this guy, I don't, I don't like this guy, and I wish that he goes to hell. No. It is not about the fact that I am a Catholic and, and, and he or she is, is a Protestant, I got nothing to do with them. You know, I had a difficulty when we decided that to send the, the gifts that we present once a month. We decided to partner with a Protestant church in Cairo that has the program in existence there were people who were kicking against it because how do we 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 partner with baptist people seeing them as maybe the the monsters around and let me tell you when we sent those gifts there i received the most inspiring letter from them they saw that as an opportunity to work together as a team Catholics and Baptists. After all, we are all promoters of the same kingdom. And Jesus says the kingdom that is divided can never stand. You know, unfortunately, some of us were born into a Christianity that was already divided. And we've been fed with negativities instead of being fed with positive reality. And therefore, we have grown with them the sower, generously dispensed his seeds without looking at the texture of the soil, without being discriminatory to the nature of the soil. So we have that responsibility to reach out to all, not just a few. In the first reading, we hear how Paul praises Timothy, for his faith and the good works that he received from his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. So, it is something he inherited from the family before he became a child and companion and co-worker of Paul. as grandmothers and grandfathers, as mothers and fathers, as cousins and uncles, as brothers and sisters? Can we boast of transmitting the faith to the young ones? Can we be credited of living faith that was well emulated by our children, our siblings, our neighbors and friends? It is quite unfortunate that today, let me, for a choice, uh, a better choice of word, the children of darkness, let me use that expression, delegatory, and the children of light, the children, we talk about peer influence, children of darkness are luring the children of light into their darkness with all kinds of unacceptable behavior and lifestyle. Why can the children of light who are filled with the Holy Spirit at their baptism and confirmed cannot do likewise in drawing the children of darkness into their own light? It is true that when we are the sowers of the seed of God, the word of God, like Lois and uh, Eunice did to Timothy. Some of these examples and good words are going to fall on rocky soil. And that is why people come to me and they are crying and say, Father, I did all that I could to to bring my children up in the faith, but they all left. They are not practicing anymore. They don't want to hear about religion. And they feel that it was their fault. It might not be your fault because the soils are different. And when you impart the good news, the faith, they also have the responsibility to leave it out. They can be different types of soil, but I believe that there are others who are going to be good soil who produce 30, 60, and 100-fold of the fruit. We only need to do our part. You know, Vatican II says this beautifully in the document uh, when he said religious freedom. And the people just pick the the, 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 the document and they run their own direction and say, well, uh, the church now says that it doesn't matter what you believe. No. What religious freedom talks about is you cannot force anybody to believe what you believe. You have the responsibility as a Christian to preach the good news by word and example. The other fellow has the responsibility to embrace the truth. But you cannot force that person to embrace the truth. Fr- that is where religious freedom is. It is not relativism. It is not believing whatever you think is the right thing. No. There is only one ontological truth revealed through the Holy Spirit. That is the word of God. Share it, live it and encourage people to live it. May the Holy Spirit help us to be good dispensers of the seed, the word of God in our families, in our neighborhood, at our workplace, and even in this parish community. Amen.